Welcome to Rooted Within with Lily and Dan, a podcast that shines a spotlight on positive change makers, sharing their stories of legacy, inspiration, and impact. Each episode, Lily and Dan will speak to individuals who have made their dreams a reality, exploring their journeys, mindset shifts, and what motivated them. Join us as we explore the lives of those who are making a difference and let their stories inspire you to achieve your own goals. So went to the doctors and said, right, I think I've got diabetes. Can you do a blood test? And she was just like, yeah. Before I'd even got home, I'd got a phone call to say, you need to go to hospital immediately. Wow. And my levels were so high. She said, you're lucky not to be in a coma. You know, you start saying to yourself, oh, my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. But actually, you can do it. It's just you telling yourself we're capable of anything, basically. It's only our mental state that tells us we can't do it. So in India, in the slums, there's no toilet sanitation or anything. So they, you know, everybody just defecates in the street and what have you. So this amazing charity is trying to build a toilet in every single slum house. And we've raised over five million US dollars. Wow. There's more important things to do in life than think about yourself. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Be of service to other people. Rooted Within with Lily and Dan. Welcome, welcome into our new look studio. We just shifted the furniture. Same, same, but different. Same, same, we shifted the furniture around a little bit. We did shift the furniture. Refresh. It looks good, doesn't cool. it? Cool. I'm very excited very for cool. another edition of I our know. podcast. Who do we have in the studio today? We have Millie Lama. Hi, Hi, Millie. Hi, Millie. How are you? I'm good. Really cool. It's yeah. amazing to have you here. You bounced into the, into the studio with a, a massive amount of enthusiasm and energy. I could feel it. I could feel it. I'm like, ooh, someone's coming. Someone's Coming, it's, it's actually needed. You know, it's been a long day already. It's almost the weekend. Yeah, but it's Friday, people. It's it Friday. is. It is. Yeah, the people good. listening to the podcast will be really confused because we launch it. We we release them on a Tuesday. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, so somebody, so somebody's going to be in the car going. Uh, so what day is it? Yeah. Someone will be quite happy. It's like, oh, it's Friday. No, 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 sorry. But anyway, welcome. So glad to have you here. Cool. I'm very excited. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You're very welcome. So I guess you're a woman of many talents. Yes. Where do we start? is the question okay. where would you like to start i don't know god i've got so much to talk about <laughs> literally yeah i mean look i've been a bit like you um in the middle east for um nearly 17 years um dubai is my home i'm never going to go back what to brought you uh, here? the uk uh, my ex-husband's um job uh you know we had two small children and we got the opportunity we were in australia beforehand and um i was just like yeah why not um basically and um have loved it ever since like i yeah i can't move back to the uk now it's uh, had you ever been here before had you heard of it no nothing no and um my sister actually so we were traveling around in australia my sister lived here and um she hated it like literally she won't mind me saying that because she still to this day hated it okay she's just a real anglophile okay being you know what i mean different yeah Yeah. she just and it just wasn't her cup of tea um anyway we came and i was just like oh my god i cannot not live in this country it's just so cool the weather is amazing and the people are really cool and um you know, I feel that um, if you you live outside your country um, and you move to a different country, you're a risk taker. Massively. So, yeah, huge. And so therefore you have stories to tell. Yeah. And you have you become a really interesting person yeah. in my in my mindset um, because you've, you your journey as to why you came here, what brought you here, mm. what you've done before, how you're finding it, you know, kind of thing. So everybody I meet is so interesting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And whether you meet them just for one time or 
become great friends afterwards. It doesn't matter. There's always a connection because you've always got something in, mm. you know, in common because you're all risk takers. And I think that's, I think that's really, really cool to be part of. Like, yeah. Really Have cool you taken many risks in life? A lot of risks. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, I, I got in there quick. So, so I'm very lucky. So I love adventure and the job I do now is that's kind of incorporated into it. And I climbed nine mountains last year. So, what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which Te- mountains? Technical mountains. So four in Ecuador. So Chimborazo, uh, Cotopaxi, and then two um, kind of training ones. And then we're supposed to be climbing Mont Blanc uh, last summer, but yeah. uh, because of the massive heat wave, it was just too dangerous. So we went and we did two uh, rock technical climb mountains in Italy and then two glacial. Okay, where do you find the time? Us. <laughs> the energy. <laughs> like, it is hard. And then I climbed Killy with um, my company for um, tw- for the second time last year. So, yeah, no, I just, I make time. It's really important. Not much. No. <laughs> so for many of the listeners, because you mentioned about your job a couple of times, yeah. I guess yeah. we ought to tell them what you do and who yeah. you are. Yeah, so I am um, partnerships uh Sponsorship and fundraising manager at Golf Good, uh, lovely, lovely charity that's been here since two. Th- well, been in the UAE since two thousand and one, basically. And we ask people to challenge themselves by um, signing up to one of our events challenges, and that's anything from like Everest Base Camp to um, Kilimanjaro. This year we've got amazing um, challenges happening, and we ask you to fundraise. Um, a minimum of 5,000 dirhams, um, but everybody always exceeds that. And then we um, ask you to come on, on this amazing challenge, raise funds for this, char- uh, this charity, and then we go and take you to see um, a charity project in the country where you're doing your challenge. So it's, yeah, it's really, really cool. How does, how does charity work here, though? So, yeah. It's so quite it's, technical, right? It's, it is. There's a lot of legislation. Part mm. of my job is all the red tape. And, um, but it's, it's okay. It's, it's, uh, there's a, I was speaking earlier. There's a, a lot m- of misconception. A huge misconception. But, um, and this is why I like talking about Golf for Good because actually, if you know who to speak to and what to do, we can help you with that. Do you know what mm. I mean? So, so yeah. So you can fundraise in the UAE. So we're not one of the charities that has a decree Nisi um, kind of okay. uh, from the government. They're the, the they're the charities like Dubai Cares, Emirates. Red Crescent. Yeah. So our international uh, our governing body is International Humanitarian City. Okay. So we are only allowed to fundraise for international charity projects. Um, okay. And so it's it, it's it's difficult. Everything has to have a fundraising license. You it is illegal to fundraise without a license, mm-hmm. basically. But that's part of my job is getting those licenses. Um, is that a costly license? So you have to pay for that? No, okay. you don't have to pay for a license. It lasts for three months. Okay. Um, and and then if you have raised a minimum of 10,000 dirhams on that license, you can get it renewed, basically. If you've looked after three months. After three months, yeah. If you less than 10,000, it won't get renewed. And they're very strict about that. And they're, they're strict about that because I obviously work with a lot of corporates yeah. getting licenses and stuff. And they're strict about that because, and this has actually just come into play, is because a lot of kind of companies were using the license and the fact that they were kind of partnering with a charity almost as a marketing campaign. Yeah, of course. And not mm-hmm. actually getting any funds raised yeah. and that's wrong that's mm. just eternally yeah, completely. wrong do you know what I mean well, it like, defeats the purpose it does yeah. yeah and so they're just kind of oh we're working with a charity well actually you're not you're just kind of you know do you find that a lot happening I'm guessing it must do because yeah. everyone's looking at you know how we can be more sustainable yeah. like greenwashing yeah. is a massive yeah, thing yeah absolutely and I guess like with charity yeah. everyone wants to be perceived from a marketing perspective to be doing yeah. good yeah absolutely so yeah it's, it is it is difficult but I'm really strict about when I work with somebody uh, on behalf of Golf Good that we 
you know, you, those are the parameters. Those are the mm-hmm. rules and the regulations. And, and I have got this very, um, amazing kind of relationship with IHC, our governing body. You know, I've worked really hard to kind of put that in place. Um, and so, you know, I can push those boundaries to a certain extent, but, you know, we have to work within those parameters yeah. and, and we have to understand that, you know, um, doing something for charity actually means giving back mm. and not just taking do you know what i mean and that's that's a really important element of working with these companies so how did yeah. how did golf for good come to be oh my god what's, what's the story so, yeah so in 2001 our one of our founding members brian wilkie who is actually very well known in the uae he's yeah. a huge entrepreneur he owns um enviroserve he set up DuckTac and um everything so he's he's very very well known so he decided that he was going to climb kilimanjaro with a whole load of mates mm-hmm. and um and then it just kind of grew from there because what they did was they fundraise when you probably could back in you know easily back yeah. in those days and um they raised a huge amount of money in in the fact that they could um fundraise for four ambulances for this charity project and um so they came he kind of came back from that having an amazing experience not only climbing kilimanjaro but just this kind of whole overall like oh my god look you know look what we did and so the gulf of good was born out of that let's organize adventure challenges for people to come on board and raise funds for charity projects incredible um, yeah it was and and to to this day he still lives here and he that man is huge he's an absolute legend everything we, that we organize he's always there wow. he literally is and he loves golf for good with every bone in his body he's a, he's a great human being he really is i mean what a legacy do you yeah. know what i mean like literally what a legacy we're well, huge because you're talking like 2001 yeah. 20, 20, yeah, 22 years Just and we've the, the... raised over nearly uh, yeah o- over five uh, five million us dollars wow yeah and we've helped um 300 and 333,000 children. How does that make you feel? Like, like it's in, and actually it is, it's like, it is incredible. And I do have to ground myself sometimes yeah. because, you know, like it, it, it does blow my mind. And um, when you go to the charity projects, like I was in, you know, climbing Killy last year and I, we took all the, um, uh, challenges to visit one of our charity projects in Tanzania that um, they were all fundraising for and those kids like oh my god when you see them when you actually um, kind of get to believe that it's actually a real entity yep. and kind of rather than just seeing pictures yep. and videos and connecting stuff, with and, it you, like really connecting yeah it is it, it's the humanity of yep. it and it I mean my god it just blows your mind literally you you walk away literally all these people walked away different people it was not only from climbing Killian yeah I mean like for example that we had this and she won't mind talking about this amazing lady called Charlie and um, she had never climbed a mountain never done anything like that before okay and uh, she was so nervous so nervous about climbing Killy and um, you know she she did it like she but she was petrified climbing up like literally petrified but she got to the top and she couldn't speak she couldn't stop crying because she had blown herself out of the water that she'd actually done it do you know what I mean and then and then you get that huge sense of like I'm doing this is why I did it do you know what I mean and you go and see those kids and and the work that's being done to change their lives is incredible I was gonna say what are are some of the projects that you guys support so we are amazing projects always children always children um and it's always education uh wealth uh, wealth uh, well-being yeah um and um kind of health and um so so we predominantly work with schools we uh so let, let me speak am i allowed to say brand names yeah, of course yeah okay so kibson's is one of our biggest partners nice 
And we've been with them uh, partnering since 2020. They're amazing. So they have a um, donation button on their website. Okay. So every time you check out, if you want to donate. Mm -hmm. uh, So bear in mind, a license lasts three months. We're now on our 10th license with them. Yeah, they are just amazing. And (laughs) so the first project they ever did was they built a, um, raised funds to build a playground in Uganda. And this is for a primary school, which has um, a phenomenal amount of children. And um, Uganda has never seen a playground like it. Like it's a proper, proper playground that any child here would just kind of walk on by. Yeah, exactly. You know, so they funded that. And then they moved on and they built a classroom for a beautiful charity project in Tanzania. Um, And they built an SEN, so special educational needs um, classroom for them. And then um, the next license they built. um, So there's a beautiful charity in Ladakh, northern India. So it's the the, the uh, foothills of the... Oh my God, I've been there. I did the whole, one of the whole Really? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's on my list. Oh, go. It is my mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing uh, it's like little tibet basically and so there's this charity the, uh, in ladakh and um so it's full of families and children that have been exiled from tibet and so um they uh, we have just with kibsons and other various thing, uh, various uh, fundraising projects have just restored all their um kind of um bunk houses and so their kitchens their bunk houses community center you know everything so a huge absolutely huge and then their last the, 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 this project that they're doing on this license they've got now is um in india for shelter associates and um so in india in the slums they uh, there's no toilet sanitation or yeah. anything so they you know everybody just defecates in the street and what have you so so this amazing charity is trying to put a um build a toilet in every single slum house which is huge it's life-changing for yeah, them, like massive. literally life-changing but it's also not just about doing that it's also about educating them yeah. on how to clean the toilet sustain yeah, it it's kind of it's a yeah, cultural shift. It, yeah it, massive cultural yeah. shift and um and yeah so that's huge and we've got an, a, a corporate who's going to take um 20 of its employees out to india for so- shelter associates and they're going to get their hands dirty and they're going to help build the toilets and stuff so uh how, yeah yeah i was just saying, how do you select the initiatives that, that go for good support so we have so for, so for example our challenges this year are um we're doing rakaposhi Rak- base camp in yeah. pakistan so I was checking about oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I went to uh, Pakistan last year and I did something that I've wanted to do since I was like 16. And I drove from Islamabad all the way up the Karakoram Highway to Balchistan. And it was mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. Went fairy meadows and uh, yeah. yeah, just, yeah. So I was just, I came back, I was like, we have to do a challenge there. Mm. Um, and then we're doing um, Machu Picchu, we're doing Mount Kenya, we're doing. Um, Kilimanjaro again and then we're doing a cycling challenge in Namibia which is going to be really cool so what we do is we then sort out our finalize our challenges and then we go and choose the um, charities and we do that by research on Google and we ask then pitch to them to Mm. these charities and say okay we have 20,000 US dollars we would like to fund a project for you please send through the applications and then our lovely charities manager Liz um, she sorts through them and she kind of f- works out which ones are aligned with our SDGs etc um, and UN goals and um, and then she puts three forward and then as a board and a kind of ops team we then choose which we one think uh, which we think will be the best um, kind of one to do That's so many questions so yeah many. it's good cool. go I'm going to rewind first <laughs> yeah go for it have you always wanted to help yeah I have, have yeah like 
since you were a kid. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. How so, did you know? Yeah, I did. My parents. So okay. I come from a very big family. I've got 12 brothers and sisters. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> 12. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they're crazy. And they're all amazing. I'm number three. And then it wow. goes down. Um, but I, my mum and dad just, uh, they've always been kind of, givers do you know what I mean they've always been caring they've always been kind and kind of always done everything for everybody else do you know what I mean like literally I mean, always. Have to do with 12 children well, yeah exactly and I think I grew up kind of looking after everybody else in my family yeah. do you know what I mean you know because I was so much older than everybody and you know what are we talking age oh my god I think younger yeah so I think my eldest sister is just about to turn 60 and then my youngest brother he is just i think he's 34 okay it's like a 25 yeah 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 yeah. my mum and dad are incredible human beings like they literally are incredible they they do everything for every like not just in our family but like the whole of the society you know their little kind of community and stuff they're really really giving people and i just i had an incredible childhood do you know what i mean like you you, imagine you can't go on a holiday and stay in a hotel with all these no of course so we you know mum and dad bought this um like 25 foot caravan we had a minibus. My dad got this um, mirror dinghy boat on top, you know. So we went camping every summer because my dad yeah. had to go and um, he was an engineer. So he had to go and do all these kind of conferences. So we would go with him for six weeks, unfair to leave mum at home with all those kids for six weeks, you know. So we'd pitch up these uh, these campsites, always on lakes, always in mm. Switzerland, uh, France and Germany. And um, everybody would think we'd come from a children's home. Couldn't believe that we were all the same family. Dad would go off to work every day, and we would have the time of our lives. Of like, course you would. Oh my god, on the water, you know, always surrounded. These lakes were surrounded by mountains, so you know, my dad, when he wasn't working, would take us climbing up these mountains in just flip flops. You know, like, and my dad would take us out on the boat. Um, you know, in the middle of the lake. Um, you know. No life jacket. He couldn't swim. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But in those days, no, it didn't matter. No, because I mean? it was all about, it's about yeah. life Someone adventure. Will get you. Someone yeah. will get you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No health and safety. Exactly. One of them will get yeah, me. Exactly. And so I think they just gave me this beautiful gift of kind of look. You, there's more important things to do in life than think about yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And there's um, it's 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 you know just have a light. You know, be of service to other people. And it may be whether because your friends having a breakdown or whatever, but but equally, you know this charity as well and uh yeah i i love it i i really and like i say i'm you know adventure and charity i mean yeah. it's not like it's yeah, the box. It, it literally is and it, it's a huge it's like i said earlier it's it's not a job it's a lifestyle mm. for me it really is but I, like have you always worked with charities or pretty much all my life yeah pretty much i've done other jobs but uh, so i started off working in the film industry basically okay. really yeah 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 doing what Doing PR and marketing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A long time ago. And, but I left that because, and I'll tell you why I left it because I was working with movies. Like I went to Cannes Film Festival. I did, you know, I lived the whole kind of movie. Kind the dream. Of, yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it literally was, but then there was a sudden reality of, you know, all these movie stars doing these movies, but asking for millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars as a fee. And I just sat there and I thought, I can't, that's, it doesn't make me feel comfortable anymore. Because actually, what are you doing with all that money? Yeah. So you're not just making one film and that's it for the rest of your career. This is, you know, multiple films, yeah. you know, and um, I, I, it just didn't sit well with me at all. So I, I yeah, I, I walked away. And everyone was just like, oh my God, you're crazy. And I was just like, no, I'm not. This is, you know, it just doesn't, like, it just doesn't sit right. And so, Did you walk away into something else or you 
you just walked away no, and you I had just, nothing ahead. No, I literally just walked, literally That's walked brave. away. Yeah, I, it How was really feel? brave. It felt quite um, cool. Yeah, quite quite liberating and yeah. kind of, yeah. And then just kind of I've always, you know, done kind yeah. of charity stuff. Um, and, but yeah, and, but I've just really, I love it. I really, and it's it just gives me a kind of sense of kind of, um, purpose I think and I think yeah. it's really good for everybody to have a sense of purpose in life do you know what I mean but I think necessarily I didn't find that purpose for a long time I think growing up and just you know kind of finding my experimenting yeah exactly yeah. and traveling and all that kind of stuff but um I've really yeah this is this is my whole purpose in life now. but yeah. so when you when you walked away from the industry and you didn't walk you weren't walking to anything what happened next well, so I kind of did a few jobs and then, then we went on this incredible journey of, uh, had two kids, very young kids and, uh, well, actually we had one kid. So Matilda. And, uh, so we decided that we would uh, go to Australia and, um, basically drive around Australia. And, um, yeah, which was, she was three and, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I've got a vision of a three year old so, around the outback of Australia. Yeah. Like, cause that, that's amazing. quite, a, that's an extreme destination. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. So your husband's really an cool. adventurer as well then? Uh, no, because we're not together anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was, I, yeah, I think I was just, yeah, I think he had his limit of me. You were um, like, you're either coming with me. Yeah. Or you're not coming yeah. With me. And he just, you know, and I think you just, as you do, you kind of find different paths in yeah, life. And, you know, I mean, and he just wasn't, he just, you know, and I love kind of, I love it. You know, mm. I just, yeah, I get excited about things and yeah. I, um, you know, have a lot of energy and, uh, yeah, there's just a, great big wide world out there to explore do you know what i mean you don't so talk about energy it must take a lot to climb a mountain yeah it does it, it yeah what's it's the, quite... the most extreme mountain you've ever done at chimborazo in um ecuador and uh, i met this amazing guy called rami and I'm, i will give him a shout out he runs a company called life happens outdoors and um okay. he's he's brilliant he's absolutely brilliant based and here or ecuador no based in the uk okay. actually based in the uk and um he's uh, he's just he's he, you think i've got energy he runs up mountains he runs up Kilimanjaro. He's just, um, yeah, he's crazy. He's literally crazy. Um, and that, that's why I love him so much. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, oh my God, I've met my match, but beyond kind of thing. So yeah, Chimborazo was brutal. It was, so we'd done three kind of, we'd done Cotopaxi and we'd done two kind of rock, um, uh, climbs and then we literally went straight into um Chimborazo and this the whole um Ecuador thing was a bit of a training kind of thing for him because he'd never been into Ecuador before so he does um these crazy adventures all around the world and this was his first, so we were like guinea pigs basically and um yeah it was she she was a brutal mountain to climb because there's so a massive storm on what sort of training yeah. So, well, so yeah, so it's technical as well. So you have to wear crampons and ice axe and kind of, you know, real kind of, um, linked together and stuff. And so, um, uh, ski Dubai, um, in there kind of up and down, uh, you know, um, you've got to get your heart rate levels super high to be able to kind of, um, cope with the altitude and stuff. Um, and just, yeah, a lot of cardio basically. Yep. Uh, and not everybody can, can cope with, um, altitude. That's me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's really interesting. It's but really, even interesting. some of the most fittest people oh can't, can't yeah, it's, it's the altitude. Got, it's, it's got nothing to do with no, fitness, does it? No. no, it's the altitude that really kind of it like is. screws and, you up. And, and you can only go, you can only climb a mountain slowly unless yeah. you can run up it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like literally it has to be, as they call it in, um, Tanzania poly poly you yep. you can only go slowly do you know what i mean because your heart but is there is there of... any way of knowing whether you like 
how badly or if you'll react to altitude without actually getting no, there? No, not until you get there. Like I, I'm very lucky. I don't, I don't take altitude sickness pills or anything. I've you never I, needed to. No, never. And I'm, I've got. I, I, yeah, flip out. Yeah. Well, so I, so when we climbed Killy last year with Gulf Goods, I've got this um, friend who flew it. My one of my um, school uh, school friends, she flew in and she was so excited and she literally got to um, the last camp before we do the summit push, and they had to take her down for. Because uh, of altitude no. sickness, I know it was heartbreaking. Oh, like, she, feel she, she, you know what? She was heartbroken, yeah. like literally heartbroken. Especially because she would, wanted to do it with me, and you know we were supposed to do Everest base camp, but then COVID hit, and so she couldn't do that. Mm. So I encouraged her to do Killy, and um, she was devastated. But at the same time, if she stayed there, she would have become very, very ill. Yeah. Um, you know, like really ill. So we had to get her down the mountain, and then she spent, you know, a, a forty-eight hours um, in the hospital um but she's got a lovely story to tell because mm. the, one of the doctors hit on her and, um, <laughs> and i literally I wanted to take her on a you know village tour around and she's and like no sorry of, i got a date yeah yeah so she was just like oh my god don't worry about me i'm kind of but that's the whole thing isn't it yeah. when you do these adventures and you kind of push yourself out of the comfort zone there's always a story to tell yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned it was brutal aside from the, the altitude yeah. sickness what are the other I guess challenges along the way. Physical ex- um, exhaustion. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Mental. Uh, like there's a real mental. I was going to say the mental yeah, one must be quite challenging. Huge. It is huge. The mental thing is because you're constantly. What I love about it is that you're kind of you're the only people on that mountain. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's just so serene. It's so beautiful, and it's um, you kind of go inwards, um, at, which which is lovely. Which is really lovely. You've got a lot of time to kind of think about stuff and just process stuff and and what have you. But but once you kind of have done all that and you're you're pushing on and you're coming to the summit and you you know you left at midnight and you've you kind of you know seven hours eight hours into the summit you can't see the summit and there's always a dummy summit before the mm, summit do you know yeah. what I mean and you're like broken and that's when you kind of your mental kind of you know Plays you start you. saying to yourself oh my god I can't do this I can't do this but but actually you can do it it's just you telling yourself we're capable of anything basically it's only our mental state that tells us we can't do it but how do you get through that mental state sing <laughs> yeah hum yeah or really so what, do you know what? to hum it out right well, yeah or what i do is and it really bizarrely is i i, I can't count my footsteps so i go one two three i get up to 100 and i start again because you've got to give your brain something else to well, think it's a form about. of meditation yeah it, it is it, right? yeah it is it literally is and you just have to give your your brain something to mm. think about other than um you know, that you're trying to get to the summit around. The fact so. that you feel like you're dying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and also the biggest thing as well is you've got to the summit. It's amazing. Like you, that, now you got a good, that rush is yeah, unbelievable, could, but, but you've then got to go back down and going back down is almost as dangerous as going back up. The first, the first climb you ever did. Do you remember how you felt when you got to the top? Oh, euphoric. Like it's, and I'd still do every single time, every single time. It's like nothing else on this world. Does it always compare every time? Or is it a different? It's experience? completely different. But for me, it's the views. Like, yeah. like it's being like literally at the top of something and just yeah. looking out. And more often than not, you get up there when the sun is coming up and mm. it's like, it's, it's mind blowing, literally. And you feel about that big. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In the ground, like you are nothing on it this planet. into perspective. Yeah, literally does, and it just it makes you feel really whole. Do you know what I mean? It's Talk like about it's incredible. Really feeling present. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, you absolutely. It is incredibly. Yeah, it really is. And I think that's now taught me a lot about how I live my life. And um, that is about being in the present. Uh, because, look, you, the, all the stuff that's happened, you, you can't change that. Do you know what I mean? You have no excite, uh, idea what's happening in the future. And that's really exciting. Yeah. But focus on what you're doing right now. Do you know what I so mean? So how has it affected? How has it changed the way you live your life? And how has it affected the way you live your life? Well, I think uh, because I, you know, because I've gone through a hideous um, kind of separation and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was quite hard. I also got diagnosed with cervical cancer last year. But but kind of that's all good and kind of, you know, but it, it was a pretty traumatic year last yeah. year. Yeah, a lot going on. Yeah. But, but, you know, up until that point, I feel very blessed. Do you know what I mean? Like really blessed. I've had a good life. I've had amazing opportunities and stuff. And I think um, at some point in our lives, we all do have to have a blip, right? Mm. You, uh, it's, you know... It, it, Part of the journey. It is, it literally. And I also think, you know, the, the lower you fall, the, the higher you're going to flip yeah. and fly, you know. And so I now just have this kind of um, peaceful outlook on life. Do you know what I mean? Which comes with a spin of energy. Um, that you just kind of, you know, what's meant to happen in your life won't pass you by. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I think um, just enjoy it for what it is and don't try and change stuff forcibly. Um, you meet people for a reason. They come into your life. They leave your life. You know, I've got friends that were huge in my life that I don't see anymore because of because of what's happened, because of me and my, you know, separation. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because you've got close friends and what have you. There's but a divide. It is. But, you know, it, that's what it is. And, you know, and, and I think... Um, yeah, you know, I kind of grieved a lot about losing my existence with mm. my husband and, you know, the life that I had because it was a great life and what have you. But but now I look at it and just think, oh, my God, I've got this whole new chapter of yeah. my life coming. Like, how exciting is that? Do you know what I mean? Like, like literally exciting. Well, you, you sort of like yeah. meander straight past, oh, yeah, and I got diagnosed with cervical cancer. Yeah, that's oh, well, that's yeah, I, a, well, a, yeah, a but, but you, well, it is. But do you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, it's so, pretty big. It is pretty big. <laughs> but you can kind of, you can look at it as it's pretty. Look, I also got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, um, you know, um, along like 14 years ago. Do you know what I mean? And that, I think that was bigger for me than having cervical cancer. The type 1, that's daily insulin. Yeah, yeah. And that, like, that literally. Oh, okay, so well, how would that affect you then with, with training? And we're climbing oh well, mountains. yeah, like, yeah. So, so the training, yeah. So when I got diagnosed, I, I could either I, I just sat there and I just thought, oh my, this is life changing, like literally yeah. life changing. And I just thought, you know what, I can either let it control me or I can control it, right? And I was absolutely for the latter. There's no way I was going to let anywhere anything control me. And so that changed everything. I was I wasn't I'm unhealthy or with my lifestyle at all. But I needed to up my game, um, like literally. And so a big part of type one and the control of type one is physical exercise yeah. and being, you know, fit and not sitting around on a sofa or, or in your chair all day and kind of being really active because that lowers your blood sugar levels. Mm -hmm. Also, what you eat is obviously really yeah, important. Yeah, well, it, talk okay. about having to come into the whole mindful game of, you know, I have to literally think about everything that I put into my mouth because if I don't and I just sit there and, oh, I'm, you know, a whole bar of fruit, Cadbury's fruit and nut and I eat all of that, well, my, ooh, yeah. I go sky high. Do you know what I mean? And then I have to take a huge amount of insulin to counteract it which then means i could go into a low yeah do you know what i mean like it's honestly it's mentally so, exhausting I was just saying, how would you regulate that whilst climbing a mountain because i'm assuming like you're climbing a mountain you, you don't have a vast amount of no nourishment food no absolutely and it's really interesting because when you climb a mountain everybody takes sweets mm. right everybody takes sweets because you need the sugar rush yeah. that's my worst <laughs> so what are you doing? Yeah, it's yeah it's a nightmare an absolute nightmare so
So I have to make sure that I eat a lot of protein before I climb a mountain. And then I have these sweet little glucose tabs and I make sure that I um, take those sort of like every um, three hours, basically. One of those just to give me a little bit of a sugar boost. And I just have to make sure that I am at a certain um, level and that I never drop below that because if there's there's absolutely no way you want to be on a mountain having a high Well, that's what I was going to say. Do you yeah, ever no worry? Because that's a uh, that's a high risk. It is a high risk. No, I don't. Because if I worry about it, then it's going to happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that you you're kind of, it, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you just have to have this whole kind of. Um, I've got this, uh, you know, CGM. So um, you know, like a thing that starts alarm bells ringing if um, you know you're going low or yeah. you're going too high. Also, insulin. You know, you don't want it to freeze on a mountain, so you have yeah. to stuff it down your knickers. You know, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? To keep it warm. There's a lot of, you know? there's a lot of no. things to think about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, it's, if you're about yeah. to climb a mountain, I'm guessing you're, you're prepping anyway, and there's a lot yeah. of equipment that you need. But then there's the yeah. additional oh layer. Oh god! Yeah, absolutely. For, for yeah, and making sure that your insulin, you know, all your equipment for your um, taking your insulin and everything works and it doesn't freeze and kind of, you know, yeah, it's it is mind blowing. But again, you can't be put off from doing that because it's really interesting when I first was diagnosed with type 1 everybody kept saying oh my god you can't do that you can't do that you can't do that because you're you know like don't eat that what are you doing do you know what I mean Mm. I'm like oh my god nothing has changed do you know what I mean and actually this makes me more determined even more well I was gonna say in a weird way yeah it ended up being a bit of a gift oh massive gift like a huge gift it is a huge gift like it really really is a huge gift because it's changed my life like literally for the better and that's again where I, I just sit there and think oh my god i'm lucky you know i there are people who have diabetes and die yeah do you know what i mean <clears throat> because it's not well controlled it's not well managed and, and the lifestyle yeah exactly and um i'm still here do you know what i mean mm. 13 years after getting it so uh, and i got it they think because i caught a virus yeah really interesting how did you know you had it oh my god i knew i had it because i i was drinking two liters of water and being so thirsty after drinking that like i I never experienced anything like it and my vision started to go and i remember being at um college with this girl who had diabetes and we you know i was intrigued and and it's for some reason it was obviously imprinted in my brain she said, you know, oh, um, you know, I always get thirsty because I'm a diabetic. And then I was just like, oh, my God, maybe, you know, Google search. And I was just like, oh, my God, tick, tick, yep. tick, tick. So went to the doctors and said, right, I think I've got diabetes. Can you do a blood test? And she was just like, yeah. Before I'd even got home, I'd got a phone call to say, you need to go to hospital immediately. Wow. And my levels were so high. She said, you're lucky not to be in a coma. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. But they think I got a virus and that we have all these kind of diseases in us. It just takes a trigger to yeah, kind of to um, activate them. Yeah. And so they think the virus did that. So but uh, it, was it something that came on quite quickly or it was over a period of time? It was over a period of time. I just got getting thirstier and thirstier and thirstier. And then my vision kind of went. And um, when you say just, your vision went. Yeah, my it just went all cloudy. So like you'd be like blurred, do you know what I mean? And I was just like, hmm, thinking, okay, this is not, yeah, not not right. But but like life changing, do you know what I mean? Like literally life changing. I've got to say that your attitude incredibly inspiring, (laughs) incredible, incredible. Because a lot of people feel defeated. Yeah, but I yeah, obviously you mentioned you know cancer, which we got to. You keep it here. Oh, do you know what I mean? It's like oh yeah, you know my my eyesight went blurry. I figured something's not quite right here. I'd be like oh my god. I'm blind. My life's yeah. over. I don't know. I just think I've, I've look. 
I think if you, I always think there is, um, when you look at a problem, right, there is always a solution for it. Correct. Or there, there, there literally is. You can, you can have a problem and beat yourself up about it, go into panic mode, kind of disaster mode. But actually, think outside the box there is always a solution for something where does this come from i think my mum and dad yeah like my mum and dad were brilliant they you know they were so kind of um liberal you know and i was kind of growing up in a really cool era do you know what i mean and so where you could you know in the age of whatever you know um thrown out the door during the summer holidays Mm. you know with a pat lunch and told come back six weeks later (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) don't don't come back until tea time and you go off into the woods and make camps and just you know chop up do all this really cool stuff do you know what i mean but my parents were really really good and they always said go off and try stuff don't be afraid to try whatever you want to try if it doesn't work out it's fine come back and we'll help you process it and pick up the pieces and like i think that's been my whole kind of life's thing is that look yeah we are going to have crap days crap situations what have you but there is always a solution to 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 those situations what happens if it's just one crap day after another crap day after another because you you mentioned cancer and then you mentioned diabetes yeah and they they were diagnosed well, c- cervical was last year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is has that gone? Yeah. Well, no. I'm still kind of it's kind of a little bit of treatment, but it's um kind of uh, it's coming to the end now, which is quite good. But but yeah, look, I think of course everybody has days where you don't want to get out. Of Can bed. you just? Yeah. Get, I, I, Do you know I, what I mean? keep stopping this because like <laughs> most people, when it comes to the c word, yeah, yeah. Totally that's right. it. The focus is there. We yeah. now brought the conversation back to the c word three times, <laughs> and it's and just it, gone straight. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, like, yeah, that I one. Know, but, okay, yeah. on. but you know what? I think out of all the which I think is no, but I, I is, say it because I think it's incredible yeah, how you've got yeah. that ability. But I do. But how? But for me, I won't survive if I don't have that mm. um, yeah. attitude. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not mindset. It, it is, and if I if I keep beating myself up about it and being, you know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There were days last year where I didn't want to get out of my bed, yeah. and, and you know, but that's where Gulf of Good came in. You know, I had that purpose because it was going to to work at Gulf of Good is not about me. No. It's about you know, and if I kept saying if I don't get out of bed. I might miss an opportunity to work with somebody who we can raise funds for. So, you know, I am so grateful to Gulf for Good. There's a big drive and motivation. Yeah, exactly. Change people's lives every day. Yeah, exactly. And the community there and everything. So, so yeah, it's, but you have to have that mindset of, look, as human beings, our bodies heal. Do you know what I mean? And, and, but our minds heal as well. And, but we have to have this, kind of attitude of we are capable of doing anything no matter what happens to us do you know what i mean you know what is what is one thing you've achieved that you never thought you could oh my god um well climbing nine mountains last year <laughs> i don't know i think i think that for you was easy nine mountains in a single year and these yeah. are not small mountains no, these are not nine, nine mountains yeah and having had a tough year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my son and I, so he's, he, he, he's at boarding school in the UK and he's, a, he's another, I've got a daughter at Edinburgh University as well, but he's a really cool dude as well. So, um, he, he went to, um, volunteer on a charity project in October with his school last year and he had to raise funds. So he was just like, mom, how do we raise funds? You know, this kind of stuff. All of his mates are kind of washing cars and doing stuff. I'm like, dude, let's do this. So we walked um, 170 kilometers around the Mont Blanc Massif in 10 days and we free camped the whole way around. So we carried everything wow. and we were going up and down massive coals. And it was amazing. And it was amazing to do that. He's, he was 16 at the time and it was just so cool. Are, like, oh my God, it's brilliant. Are both your kids charitable? 
Yeah, they've got beautiful social heartbeats. Really, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. They really, really. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. They've got beautiful social heartbeats. Yeah, they're good. They're good eggs. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. So aside, aside from Gulf of God, because yeah. I know that there's other stuff. I'm going yeah, to this yeah. I saw this on the website. I was like looking at it. Thrift yeah. for Good. So Thrift for Good. Oh, my God. So Jen Salt is another incredible human being. She So she used to work at Gulf for Good um, and then she left to go back to Canada. Missed the UAE so much. She came back. And um, so one of her kind of dreams was to set up a, a thrift store because... Uh, let's face it all. Oh, what do we do with our clothes here? You know, back in the UK, you'd take them to yeah. charity shops or yeah. you'd give them to them friends off. and family and kind of stuff. No charity shops no. here whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? So her goal was when she came back was to start a, a thrift shop. And so she opened one. So she started doing, um, like, um, uh, flea markets in Zabil mm-hmm. Park and kind of everywhere. And, um, she was just like, mm, this is really good, but actually I think we need a store. So she, you know, with a whole community again of people coming together to make this work, she opened a store on the palm and that, um, community is right it's the whole thing is run by volunteers that whole shop so she's now opened a second shop and she's looking to open a third one second one's in Times square and then she's just looking at a a third one towards the end of the year but no one no one is paid it's all run by volunteers it's staggering absolutely staggering and where do the volunteers come from like different nationalities all different nationalities yeah it's so diverse it's just it's just incredible and so a hundred percent of the profits made in those stores and the flea markets goes to our Gulf for Good charity projects. It's mind blowing. It's absolutely mind blowing what they do. And this, they have this incredible community of volunteers who literally pull together and, you know, um, the, I, I can't describe it. It's like it's mind blowing because it's, it's like a force to be reckoned with. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, you're a, you're a thrift volunteer. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like she's just made this huge network and she has so much to be proud of because it, because it literally is, that is talk about giving back. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And she's selling clothes for sort of like five dirhams, 10 dirhams, 15, 30 dirhams. And then there's kind of high end stuff that they sell for, um, you know, 150 dirhams, but um, still not like a, an expensive. No, exactly. No, exactly so people you know but also what i love as well about thrift is it's for everybody yeah. you know we're talking about um the lovely filipinos who you know are our service um providers do you yeah. know what i mean and the, the lovely indians so they come in and they can buy nice clothes for five or ten prices. yeah exactly or send them back home and you know what have you and and but then it has cool people so last weekend they did this great event where they had huge amount of influencers in times square came and they all donated some of their clothes and we're there selling them and do you know what I mean and they in one day they they raised 30,000 dirhams what's it like because like thrifting is an industry so huge yeah yeah so there's the cool kind of trendy yeah cool trendy trendy. kind of um, aspect of it and then there's the real kind of nitty gritty aspect of it so it's yeah and if anyone wanted to support any of these initiatives how so uh, you can join we have whatsapp so we have we have a lovely community as well so you can join our whatsapp groups come on the whatsapp yeah oh yeah years (laughs) cool okay so yeah so you kind of know what we do so we have a community so we offer hiking during the season so come and hike with us um every every weekend during the season we do snow hikes at ski dubai which is really cool i was there this morning with a corporate company going up and down we do beach hikes we do um stair climbs at almas towers and then we do socials every month we do we're doing an iftar this month you know for ramadan um and then look you, you know if you're we have also a lot of people who um kind of i've got this one guy who 
we're trying to get off the ground. He wants to kayak from um, Ras al Khaimah all the way down to Abu Dhabi wow. um, in five days. And so, you know, I'm trying to, he wants to do it for one of our charity projects. Yeah. So I'm trying to get him the fundraising approval and help with that. Um, so, you know, or we might have people who want to do a mar- run a marathon for us. So there's so many different angles you can get, you know, corporates. We yeah. really, it's really important for us to kind of um, work with corporates because, um, first of all, Gulf for Good needs to sustain itself. So, yeah. you know, we have, um, a very small ops team um, who get paid a very small amount of money and then we have um, bo- uh, volunteer board members who um, do it for the love yeah. but they're all skill specific mm-hmm. so you know we have a director of marketing that's her job yeah. in you know real life kind of sp- so to speak so but we are um, we're great to work with because we're so small and very dynamic so we're not like a, some of the other kind of charities here where you have to go through multiple layers of um, approvals you can pretty much come to us and say right we want to do this and we'll just go back brainstorm and say yeah absolutely this is what mm. we need to do kind of thing um, but we also you know we have to Gulf of Good has to sustain itself so we're always looking for uh, sponsorship yeah. um Debate operation, of course, because if we can't survive, then we can't help these of amazing course. charity projects. Um, but then we get corporates involved in, you know, we've got volunteer challenges um, coming up with them. Um, we've we've got so um, another great company is doing taking fifteen, well, actually fifteen to twenty of their employees to climb Killy in February next year, which is a great thing to do mm. for a company. Do you of know course. what I mean? Like really, really cool. Um, it's like the ultimate team building. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And there's I, also something at the oh end. Oh my of god! It, yeah, because know? I'll tell you what when you climb a mountain with 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 somebody do you know what I, I mean it, like talk about it knowing, you. you know it doesn't you know, you know inside them out inside and yeah. out and you kind of um you know because yeah. you go from coming leaving this amazing country to going to a you know a, a, an impoverished country mm-hmm. you know and then doing something really incredible but not washing for five days and kind of do you know what i mean no, and peeing and in the wilderness yeah exactly <laughs> and and but everybody's misconception you know pretty misconception oh my god what, what do you mean we can't wash and i'm like Fine, you know what I mean? It's at, there's no bushes, oh, you know, like oh my god, you know. But, but at the end of it, they've had the most enriching experience of their oh, life. Oh. They can't, and also creating those amazing memories. Oh together. my god, like, yeah, it really and just, builds like yeah. human bond and laughing, just laughing and crying and singing. Yeah, yeah, lots <laughs> of singing, lots of singing. But that, that's yeah. the thing. You're not, you're not just helping the charities. Yeah. You're not just changing the the lives of the charities. You're actually yeah. changing the lives of the people yeah. who get of course. Yeah. yeah. And that's really those cool. people that climb that mountain yeah. won't be the same again. No, it's, yeah, it's cool. I was just saying that's also where a lot of the, you know, a lot of the changes mm, because if you yeah. can help inspire someone yeah. to then continue to do good yeah, and not exactly. manifest into something Absolutely. else, it's incredible. And I think I think you know when you've done one of these charities and kind of, you know, um challenges and and fully Bodied it, do you know what I mean? And then raise the money and seen the the impact you've had and stuff. You then it propels you to do other charitable mm. work, do you know what I mean? And changes your mindset, not just you know about you as a human being mm. and the humility of it, do you know what I mean? And yeah. just wanting to be kinder to people and kind of. Well, it really, it really ignites the pay it forward, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It really does, and just like a sense of purpose and just kind of yeah, you it's it's okay to do good in the world, you know yeah. what I mean? I think and, we should do more good. Yeah, we should, it. and it saddens me. Like it really does. You know, I was in London at Christmas, and I, you know, my son and I were walking around in his favourite place is Borough Market, you know, yeah. and so Peaceful. you know, we're walking there, freezing cold day, and you know, we walking along and suddenly I see this man grown man sitting you know on the floor and he's crying and I'm like oh my god but people are just walking past you know what yeah. I mean so I'm, I go up to him and I'm like dude are you okay and he you know he's so, literally sobbing he's just I'm so he didn't even say I'm cold or anything I'm homeless or anything like that and he just said I'm so 
hungry yeah. you know and i was just like oh my god in our day and age and in england it's not okay for it's a grown not, man to sit there crying because he's hungry and beca- because of the circumstances you know you walk around the corner into borough markets thousands of people all buying sandwiches for 10 pounds yeah. a cheese sandwich do you know what i mean and so you know and, and it was just the circumstances that had got him there you know a bad kind of you know kind of spiral of circumstances into good people yeah exactly and it was heartbreaking and this is you know look when you're in a third world country that's you know it's par for the course do you know what i mean and that's where we all think we should be making those changes but actually oh my god you know that's changes everywhere to be made everywhere absolutely everywhere probably you know even in this country um there are charities that we can help with and uh, get involved with and stuff so yeah wow millie you've been so inspirational well does the email millie thank you so much thank for you. coming thank yeah, you. Yeah, we could talk forever yeah for I, could, sure. I could talk forever I'm really looking forward to helping support your initiatives yeah. I think they're, they're really cool. beautiful yeah, yeah. Right. so you're going to I'm going to get you on a you're challenge you're going to see me and Dan I'm so thinking I'm about it I'm wrapping Namibia Namibia is going to be a huge laugh it's going to be a really good when is that November so you've got plenty of time to train rooted within the Namibia right okay I'm going to make it official right now I'm doing Namibia in November it's going to be really cool like really cool it's a beautiful country to yeah, I've never been. I've seen, yeah, I've seen yeah. pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, done. All right. Well, thank you so thank much for wow. having me on. Thanks for coming in. Me. Yeah. You're welcome. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Rooted Within. If you like this episode, please make sure you drop a follow so you never miss an episode in the future. Rooted Within with Lily and Dan. 